squirrel hunting. Luke, do you remember as a, as a youngster going out and hunting squirrels with dogs or maybe just sitting underneath a tree somewhere and watching a holler waiting for that squirrel to come out? I remember it like uh, yesterday. <laughs> actually, actually, three days ago, I was out with a, with a squirrel dog breeder, trainer, Mr. Donnie Lynch down. Donnie lives, Larry, right on Caddo Lake. Oh, my goodness, on the yes. Texas-Louisiana border in the swamp country down there. Donnie, or Mr. Lynch here, grew up trapping, uh, hunting. He guided fishing trips for years. He's, uh, he's in his mid-70s, but he's still an active outdoorsman. He, really, he quit his guiding because... He said, I don't I just got tired of baiting hooks for people, Luke. I just <laughs> I just want to go fishing by myself. You, he says, Y'all wanna come fishing, you just come down here. <laughs> He's guided on cattle for years. But we went down to the uh, old Sabine Bottom Wildlife Management Area. And that's located right out of Lindale, Texas. Um probably ten, fifteen minutes out of Lindale is all it is, about six thousand acres on the Sabine River. So he took three of his dogs, uh, Kerr and uh, Kerr and Feist dogs, little rat terrier. He calls them giant rat terriers, and giant is a stretch of the imagination. But <laughs> <laughs> the giant ones may be uh, 14 inches high, maybe weigh 25 pounds. I don't know. Right. But anyway, we I had an education. How long's it been, Larry, or, or do you remember? Back in the day, uh, an old hound man, uh, he, of course, Mr. Lynch runs the smaller dogs because they, they work in close, you know, instead of, uh, you know, hunting out a long distance out like hounds. How long has it been since you've heard one put that high-pitched call to their dogs in the steel bottom <laughs> land? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, it's been a while. Of course, I grew up hunting hounds with my dad. My dad ran two hounds. We ran beagles on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Uh, back in the winter time, and my dad would he he would make this high pitch sound yeah. that, or he used to carry what they called the hunter's horn, which was yeah. a, a cow horn that had been kind of scraped upon with a hole cut in the, in the small end of it. And my dad could play that thing like a bugle, like I have never I've never heard anybody else do. And he had a different sound, and those when he made that sound, those dogs would come right on in. And I'm sure that's the same thing that Mr. Lynch did. You know, he, he trained those dogs to come into a particular sound. But, yes, yeah. it's, been, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, it's the, the cool thing is that you can – I want you to hear this sound. Uh, I took the, the video camera along, and right. I filmed the, the whole hunt with Mr. Lynch. And I had him sitting on a log there, and, and I just – you know, uh, he has some information, and he lived in a time – as you and I did to a degree, but but he he's been an active trapper and a hunter and a fisherman, a guide and all that, all of his life, except a year that he spent in Vietnam, which he still yes. talks about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he he sat down on the log and explained a lot of things about the outdoors that uh, coming from somebody that's lived that life and and it's very very interesting. Uh, it should be on a sportsman's life our little. I say little. It's, it goes on YouTube. Quite a few people watch it there. But on Carbon TV, a lot of people watch A Sportsman's Life now. You know? And Luke, also, you know, Jeff Rice, who produces and, and edits the show for us, 
Luke, uh, you can put together a, a website for me, and it's LarryWhiteSoon.net, and they can actually watch it there as well, too. Now, and I know he's doing, he's working on the same thing for you for your uh, website for CatfishRadio.org. That's right, and and for over the last few years, you could go to CatfishRadio.org and click right on the Sportsman's Life, and it's been there for a long right. time. You can go, yeah. So you can watch. That's an easy way to find it, isn't it? You know, those are easy ways to find it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I, I'd like to all of our friends that listen to us here to to watch that, and uh, you can hear Mr. Mr. Lynch with that high pitched call for those dogs. That's worth the price of admission. I promise you right there. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, Larry. Uh, you know, very soon at Lake Fork. Well, the tenth of February. We want to invite people to come to the Lake Fork. Friends, Lake Fork is about an hour and 15 minutes east of Dallas. It's a renowned big bass lake, but it's a great lake for crappie and uh, catfish, channel catfish especially. But Fisherman's One Stop is going to host this. It's a a tackle store slash restaurant. The restaurant is called Bros. And it's going to be outdoors, all kind of booths set up. Anybody's welcome to set up a booth if they like, you know. Um, I'll leave a number of the uh, – a newspaper editor down there got with me three or four months ago and asked me about the event that I do and that we have to call that, the rendezvous uh, in Greenville, Texas. You've been in all of them except – Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, outdoor rendezvous. So this is coming up February 10th, and you'll be there, I'll be there. Uh, just be a lot of fun. and. People that are interested, Larry, I'll leave the number for Donna. And if you want to set up a booth, you don't need to call her. Just come on out. But if you need more information, like you want to set a booth up, uh, Donna at 469-552-1824. 469-552-1824. And we're going, we will have a campfire out there and lots of people talking about what they do in the outdoors, I'm sure, Larry. I know that we will, and, and actually, I, I've asked Sporting Classics to send some extra magazines. So, you know, to me, Sporting Classics magazine is the, is the best outdoor publication that there is, bar none. And I'll have some extra copies that we can give people while they're there as long as they last. And for folks that aren't familiar with Sporting Classics, a lot of the things that we talk about right here about the squirrel hunting and all that kind of thing, you know, that is a Sporting Classic when you get right down to it is hunting squirrels with uh, dogs and uh so you know we'll be there and i'll be passing out those magazines and they can pick up a copy of our book but they can also go to the sporting classic store and, and find our uh campfire talk and then the uh, uh white-tailed or the deer addiction book that i wrote as well too that's right it's available right there well there's a lot uh we're just now getting into a new year there's a lot of stuff coming up the white bass run is going to be oh, taking yes. place in the creeks above all the lakes here and uh, much uh, across much of the south and, you know, southwest, even up in some uh, southern parts of the Midwest. But that's so much fun, and that's coming up probably another, oh, I'll, we'll be watching for rainfall and moving water in these creeks probably in a matter of another two or three weeks. It could could be happening, you know. Yeah, you know what, there's so many great things going on. I know most hunting seasons are over with. Of course, in Texas, we'll have the, uh, till the end of February, the managed land permit thing, and, and I'm going to try to hunt until that last day 
I've got one more buck that I can take. And last year on the lease that I had, I saw the biggest bucks I saw all year long, the last days of February when they were in back in pasturage. So I'm looking kind of forward to that. But we mentioned the squirrel hunting thing. It's a shame that more and more people are not doing squirrel hunting. And, you know, I know in particular in the southeast, squirrel hunting is pretty big as well, too. So, but, uh, you know, it's a great way to introduce somebody into hunting that's never been hunting. And it doesn't make a bit of difference what size a squirrel is. They all kind of look alike as opposed to, you know, antlers or horns on deer and other animals. And uh, it is so much fun. And then people, too, forget that squirrels are absolutely delicious to eat as well too so you know there's there's a lot of opportunities out there right now there are and talking about eating squirrels larry you know uh i get asked a lot about wild hogs you know i do and uh, they, people right. know that i don't know they know that i like to, to cook wild pork i like <laughs> exactly. it as much as, as much as venison maybe a little bit more sometime but you know squirrels there's two challenges with a squirrel that you'll run into that you don't run into with, say, rabbits. Right. You know, and, and one of them is skinning a squirrel. Uh, a squirrel's hide is not easy to get off to skin. <laughs> they are not, they're not an easy animal to skin. But it's, I mean, it just, it's all about knowing how to do it. Now, when I was a kid, and, and the same with you because I've talked to you around the campfire about this, You'd, you would hold the back legs, and your dad would take that case pocket knife out yep. with that little curved blade on the end there. Yep. Yep, and he would cut at the base of the tail, and he would almost jerk that squirrel out of your hand while he was pulling back, putting pressure on it. So he would skin half of it out, and then you would hold the other end, and then he would skin the back half. Well, <laughs> it's come a long way from that. So I've recently done skin some squirrels, and, and it was, trust me, it's not something that I would want to put it on, on YouTube. <laughs> it, it took me, but I did a good job, and I, I cleaned them up and quartered it up and everything. Right. But uh, it was not, it took, probably took five minutes to do it, to be honest with you. Now, Mr. Lynch has, uh, he has a two 20-penny nails welded to a piece of metal that's bolted, or bolted to to a, a spare tire that's that sets on b the back of his outdoor what? vehicle, you know, you can picture that. And these two these two nails are probably ten inches, nine inches apart. So what? he pushes the back legs of the squirrel there to hold it, and he can skin one in I bet you know two minutes maybe or less. So it's hard to uh, a squirrel. There's a technique to skinning squirrels. The other technique is once you get that squirrel skin is cooking it. Now, everybody talks about fried squirrel is so good. It is, and it can be. But if you take an old boar squirrel or, <laughs> or an older one, you know where I'm going, Larry. And, and, I do. I and, do and you take it and, <laughs> and uh, you know season it up really nice and then dust it with flour and brown it nicely till it's done. It, it's not going to be tender. It won't be. No. Now, there's all there's a few ways to make it tender where it's just as good as any chicken you've ever eaten but you can put a lid some people put a lid on it keep the oil in there and cut it down real low and just cook it in there with the oil you know just like right. low low fry it with a lid but i love and that will get it done but you can also parboil it before you fry it these tough or older squirrels uh or you can pressure cook them for about 10 minutes uh -huh. and uh -huh. then they're tender 
then you fry them. So uh, squirrels can be, I won't say challenging, but they're different than taking a chicken fryer and frying the, the chicken. You, that you have to deal with them a little bit differently. Uh, now, smothered squirrel with gravy and rice, that's one of my favorites right there. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, that's cooked with, you add moisture, make a roux, if you will. We used to just call it a gravy, but it's like a Cajun roux, same thing. And then put more water in that skillet. Put your after you've browned your uh, squirrel pieces, put those in there, and then put the lid on it. Let it cook for maybe 45 minutes, real slow. But you know, it's like a it's like a chicken fryer. Here's a good way for people that's never cooked squirrel to look at it, Larry. Um, if you're going to have some fried chicken, okay, well. What kind of chicken are you going to? You're going to buy a chicken at the store that weighs about two and a quarter or two and a half pounds. It's right. called a fryer. Fryer. That chicken, when it was butchered, was about nine weeks old. A young, tender chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were to find a place that had old roosters and you <laughs> bought you a, a butchered rooster <laughs> and you took that rooster and the meat and cut it up into quarters and dusted it the whole deal, stuck it in that grease. Uh, a, gri- a big grizzly bear probably couldn't eat it. It would be so tough. Uh, you know that. So it's the same thing with squirrels. Uh, young, but when you're hunting squirrels, you don't always shoot all fryers. No, no. You know, you might have some of the older ones. So that there, there is a couple of little challenges that if you don't know about it on squirrels that. Uh, you know, can make it somewhat challenging for you. <laughs> it really can, <laughs> but it's regardless of whether they're old squirrels or young squirrels, they're so much fun to, to hunt. That's right. They're available so many different places to do it, and, you know, it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to go squirrel hunting, so it's one of those things that you can do, particularly when nothing else is going on, because a lot of states, while they do have squirrel season, there are a lot of states, too, that you can hunt squirrels year-round, for like in particular parts of Texas. And uh, so it's, it's a great opportunity, again, to get out during a time frame when maybe there's not a whole lot else going on. And, and uh, you know, if you can, if you become a good squirrel hunter, I can tell you, you're going to be a much better deer and big game hunter as well, too. They teach you a lot of things. And, uh, and places to hunt is, 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 is really easy. Uh, many, you know, farmers or people that own land in the woods, uh, they may be a little hesitant for people to bring high-powered rifles on and whatever for deer season, but a uh, polite person that maybe even want to give the, the landowner a squirrel or two to eat if, they, if he's fortunate enough to have a good hunt. That, and then many states have wildlife management areas, oh, uh, Texas yes. does, that's wide open, $40 a year, and you've got, I think, close to a million acres that you could hunt. So. Yeah, I'm here just even here in Texas, and we're mostly private land owners when you get right down to it. But, yep. yeah, there's great opportunities scattered throughout North America when you get right down to it to hunt squirrels. That's right. Well, Larry, I look forward to getting with you out there at, at Lake Fork uh, the 10th of February. And, again, I'd like to let everybody know about that, people that might be in if you're in Dallas for something or whatever, you're only an hour and a half away from Larry and I on um, February the 10th. Right, Larry? That's right. We look forward to seeing as many of y'all as we can there. And then look forward to seeing everybody right back here around the campfire next week. 